In this episode of the Exploring Information Security Podcast, what does Chris Madalena, Kyle Andrus, and Daniel Ebbett think about security? The DEF CON special. Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and yes, this is another conference special. I had the opportunity to sit down with Chris Madalena, Kyle Andrus, and Daniel Ebbett at, De- at this past DEF CON to discuss all sorts of different things. Uh, this was a bit of an interesting one, uh, but it was still still a lot of fun to do. We, we covered a lot of topics um, that were interesting, a lot more technical things. We talked about bird feeders, talk about going to conferences like DEF CON, Black Hat, besides Las Vegas, talk about Converge and besides Detroit, and you know how how great of an area the the Michigan is for information security professionals. So um, yeah, there is another warning on this. This is going to be marked as as explicit. So if you like to listen to this podcast and you have kids in the car, probably not the best one. The, you might want to skip to the next one or go back to one of the previous ones because we we do swear in this and get it started uh, pretty quickly in the episode. So uh, I got a lot of great feedback from people saying they enjoyed this type of format. This is a longer episode. I'm not going to break it up to take up more weeks. So we will uh, yeah, continue to do these, and I'm hoping to do another one at DerbyCon. Uh, I'm going to start beefing up some of my mobile uh, podcasting equipment so I can I'd like to do this before and I've talked to other organizers about doing like panels and stuff so I'm hoping this becomes more of a regular thing and you know we're still kind of experimenting a little bit here and, and trying to figure out stuff so this is just very much a a format that's kind of just free-flowing and and you know we just kind of go wherever the conversation takes us which which I really like because it makes editing a lot easier so enjoy the show. Feedback is always welcome at Timothy D Block on Twitter, or you can reach me via email, timothy.dblock at gmail.com. All right, passage. Let's go. It was very good. So so I, I will read you a passage from the recently compiled uh, issues, what is it, 1 to 10 of uh, POC or GTFO that No Starch has recently published. It's still available on the site, so go buy it for 30 bucks plus shipping and probably tax. Endorsed. Um, Yes, exactly. Uh, and I shall, I shall read you a passage from this very fine Bible that is very beautifully bound in faux leather. Please. So I shall read you a parable on the importance of tools. Or, build your own fucking bird feeder. This is a... I did not write this, though. This is an, an, an epistle from the right reverend Pastor Manuel Lafarge. Yeah, by the, by the way, this podcast is going to be marked as explicit, so feel yes. free to swear. Well, I'm going to read this accurately. To the beloved congregation of the First United Church of the Weird Machines. That's us. Grace and peace to you. <laughs> Christopher. Oh, Grace and peace to you. Wait, does it say Grace and peace there? to you? No. <laughs> I was just trying to shut this up. I was going to say, that's pretty say obvious. It. That was him. Shall I start again? He said that's that, us. Right? <laughs> Can you no longer tell us apart? You're not... Do- <sighs> We've got to do this in one take. Yes. No. You broke no. it. Well, yeah. Should I start again from the top? If you want. <laughs> All right, children, please settle down. Are you sitting comfortably? I am actually. This cross-leggedness is beautiful. This will, this will, we'll cut all this out. This will never end. Grace and peace to you. Once there was a winemaker named Noah, the sort of fellow you'd be happy to share a beer with. He made a, he made damn good wine. But one day he started building a boat. Why are you building that? They'd ask. Are the voices in your head telling you it's going to rain? Nope. He'd say just tooling around. 
they showed him yacht catalogues and boating magazines. Look, man, you can just buy one out of the store. Haven't got the money, he'd say, and then get back to building the frame or bending boards for the hull. Well, you could afford to rent a boat for the weekend. Now, Noah was a patient guy, but everyone has a limit. I'm building my own fucking bird feeder, he'd say, because they've got wood at the store. And there was a fellow named Howard Hughes, a crazy old millionaire. Back in the 30s, he built his own air force to film a movie about the First World War. So during the 40s, when Roosevelt needed an air force of his own, he bought Howie's. Howie Hughes built other bird feeders. He made the H4 Hercules, the world's largest airplane, and a damn big boat out of wood. It was five stories tall with a hundred meter wingspan. First flying in 1947, nothing approaching its size was seen for another 40 years. During the Cold War, when the CIA wanted to recover a sunken Soviet submarine, K-129, they called old Howie up. Howie, they said. We've got to keep this real quiet. Don't tell anyone. So the next day, Howard Hughes held a press conference. There are giant blobs of copper on the ocean floor, he lied. And I'm building a big-ass boat with a big-ass crane to pick them up and drop them out on deck. It'll be so efficient that I'll put the other copper miners out of business. So while folks were scrambling to invest in his copper company and divest from the real ones, Howie built the Hughes Glomar Explorer. True to his word, it was a big-ass boat with a big-ass crane. But instead of picking up copper blobs, it lifted that submarine off the ocean floor and dropped it on the deck. How could he do these things? Because he built his own fucking bird feeders, that's how. So when you're tooling around with a from-scratch tool, your own hex editor or interactive disassembler, and your neighbours tell you to use 010 or to use Ida or to use this or to use that... Do what Noah and Harry would do. Look them in the eye and say, I'm building my own fucking bird feeder. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And that was from... From POC or GTFO. The, uh, the compiled first ten editions available bound from No Starch. That's a little bit different than what you've read, like... Actually, I don't, that's, I don't, a, that's a lot different than the I, ones that... <laughs> 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 what? What? what, what? I don't understand. What was the parable there? What? <laughs> the it was t- it was explaining to you the importance of building one's own tools and to be undaunted by naysayers. Okay. Yes. So I should build a big ass crane. Yes, you should build a big ass crane. Tim, I feel like you're being difficult. Yes. <laughs> Tim is always being difficult, so that's why he's the host and we're the guests, I suppose. Yeah. We yes, suppose. Yes. Indeed. Yes. Yes. Right. Who are you? Yes. In, who are you? Oh, exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah. So great, great oh, introductions. Yes. Let's go into introductions. I'm going to let you do your own introductions, by the way. And we have two of the three guests have been on the podcast. The third one was supposed to be on, but thank you, Windows Updates. That did not happen. <laughs> thank you. Thank so, you. So go ahead, Daniel. Hi there. I am at not Daniel Ebert. I'm a malware reverse engineer. So when we did we did the uh, malware malware analysis podcast. Yes, I, I was on that. I was on both parts of that. And then Chris, this will actually be your third week I know. in a row. <laughs> we should go for a month. You shouldn't stop. Sorry, Kyle, you've been I, I bumped again because okay. he wants yeah, to be on again. That's, that's, that's understandable. Yes, I have been on this podcast now for, th- for three weeks now. You got your card punched. He won't let me out. If you yeah, do you have like a frequent? <laughs> he like, won't let me out of this room. <laughs> I should start a frequent. <laughs> if, you're, if you fill listen it out to send like five, then you get like <laughs> next podcast is free. Okay, but yes, yes, I am Chris Madalena, and I am a like red team guy, and I'm just, you break, you've been hearing from me for now the third week. So you, third you week. Know, you He's been on a few am. other episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I'm Kyle Andrus, and I and I'm a blue teamer. Mostly Yay, digital, blue digital. team! We have more blue team than red team! Uh, I mean, I'm the only red team person here. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, so get the fuck out. Yeah. 
<laughs> Alternatively, you measure as a proof of concept. Take the red dragon with you. You'll oh, need it. Oh, I got a proof of concept. Oh, boy. <laughs> Put your pants back on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gross. So, Kyle. Yes. Blue Teamer. Yes. Blue We're going to have him on as for uh, memory forensics. Yeah. It sounds complicated. Yeah. Soon. Very soon. You dump it. Boring. You dump so, it. And for people wondering what is happening right now, and as long as you've made it this far, congratulations, or congratulations. I'm really, really sorry. Uh, Tim's we a great are, editor. Yeah, we are we are we are at uh, DefCon 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could say in part that Chris set this up because we were recording our last two episodes. It was all planned. Yeah, and he just would not shut up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hey, we've got 98, 99," and he's like, "Dude, we're going to DefCon. We got to do our hundredth episode on that." And I was like, "It's <gasps> just a number, Tim. It's, it's just a number. Just a number. It yeah, is just a number. I've been railing on it the entire time, but." Uh, no better way to actually do all that, and um, so we're here talking, bullshitting, like we did. People seem to actually like the longer episode uh, at a con BSing roundtable type of thing, so we'll continue to do that. I've, I'm going to try to do this at DerbyCon as well. Yeah, so, cool. That's cool. Uh, Nothing yeah. says like you're truly at DEF CON when you're in your hotel room. Yeah, you guys have been like anti like the, the non traditional DEF CON attendees we're, we're right now. We're having a pajama party. It's great. So wait, wait, wait. Yeah. To, to be Def fair, we we yeah. did like get up extra early to get into Line Con, which yeah. I believe Line Con is now dead. I feel it fucking is. We, cheated. We, we were at the last Line Con. We were at the yeah. last Line Con. I feel by minutes because we, we were in it. We, were, we made it to the last. Yeah. Line right, con. So explain that. We got so, we got in line at six a.m. and normally you do that because you have an advantage and you're not going to wait as as long in line to get your badge. Um, and this you year, might get one it, of the only electronic badges they could. Yep. They can run out of those if it's the special badge yeah. here. And, and there's we only waited like an hour, which is pretty freaking fast. They, the get, they, they, they got better and better. Last yeah. year they they were they were much faster, and this year they were super fast. And then basically by the time nine o'clock rolled around, you just walked up to the registration desk. There was no. So line. you guys went yeah. way too early because <laughs> we there's well, not really much going on on the first day of death. No, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they they said that they cleared between three and four thousand ticket sales before seven a.m. And 6 a.m. is like when it opened. Right. So, I mean, there, there was people There was people posting pictures of, of line cons, starting with people. I mean, there was people in the front of the line with their pillows. Yeah. When we got there at 6 a.m. There, there, there were tweets the front from of the 1 a.m. Yeah, they yeah. slept there, there overnight. There were tweets from 1 a.m. of people with pillows like, or sleeping <laughs> on their backpacks on the, on the floor. Yeah. And Caesars was so like, you, whatever. <laughs> so at least you guys weren't those people that had no. to like sleep and there that night. So they were there, and then we got in line behind them. And yeah, we were in line for like... They said the average was 57 minutes at that point. But by 7 a.m., the average was down to 20 minutes. And by, like, 8 a.m., it was down to, like, 5 to 10. Yep. And then, yeah, at, by 9, it was you were just walking. You, you walked, walked straight right up, up to, the, there's no, to the booth. There's no line. And, or walked right up to, yeah, to, the, to the tables, and then you just bought your ticket. So, so line con's dead. So, so literally, like, we, we, were, we made it to the dead. last line con <laughs> with minutes to spare. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Def con so, organizers, you're, you're getting too good at this. Please, can you slow down? Yeah, yeah. Clearly, by next year, it's Well, so that's my question. Have they gotten better, or are less people here because no. it's like the 25th and they feel it's like it's like that's what not. that's what people are saying about DefCon and even Black Hat is that they're like besides Las Vegas is now the new DefCon and DefCon has turned into like almost like Black Hat. Not really. I don't know. You it's, don't think so? Feel like seems, there's more and more like people. A strong statement to make. I mean, we are in the early stages of DefCon. This you is see the first Black day. Hat this year. No, I did not. <laughs> no, gosh. Did you guys go to Black Hat? No, <laughs> just the this the videos from Twitter and I mean the massive. They had they smoke have. machine and lasers, right? I mean, and it's, yeah, the like the closing ceremony. <laughs> yeah, it was smoke machines and green lasers. I thought I was seeing a Chris Angel show. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are in Vegas. My mind yeah. was freaked. My mind yeah. was freaked indeed. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I know my boss went and he was uh, like, he met me today and he was in like the button up shirt, like he would normally wear to work. So it does sound like a very suit and tie type oh, yeah, of event. And that's where, is. that's like, that's where my managers go. And like, I mean, if you want to judge it, almost kind of like, I guess, by merch. You know, right. you, you go to the DEF CON like swag booth and it's like almost tie dye shirts and, you know, very. You know, uh, like, like this year, there's lots of kind of cartoony. There's neon, you know, neon cat is like featured on the on like one of the shirts and stuff like that. And then you go to Black Hat and the and kind of like the swag you can buy from the Black Hat store is like tasteful black track jacket that says Black Hat over the you know over <laughs> oh the really and you know and oh, polos, like polo shirts and polos yeah. with the Black Hat logo and say black workout USA. clothes. Can I get some workout clothes in Black Hat? Some active wear. Active wear. Yes, yeah. yes. I think you can get some active wear. Did they have spinners there? I guess that's the other thing. I doubt they have spinners, <laughs> fidget spinners everywhere at DEF CON. So yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, that's kind of, I guess, maybe the, maybe the, the best thing. way to, thing. to sum it up. The difference between the two, but there's still... Fidget I mean, spinners and activewear? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you go to one for activewear, you go to the other for fidget spinners. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Hacking so you can, walk, you can walk down the Las Vegas Strip in your activewear with your fidget spinner. And if you gone. go to both, I mean, you've got the complete set and you're, you're set. Right, right. You're unstoppable force. You can be your own manager. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's right, the thing. You're ready that, to be self-employed. Well, that's the thing. My manager, he's like, I was like, so what you been doing? He's like meetings and talking to vendors and yeah, I mean, and it's gonna you know, be a totally different thing when he because he, he's going to Black Hat and DefCon, right? And he'll go to DefCon, he'll wear sandals and like a hoodie and you know all this yeah. kind of more casual sandals. Heavens, what's wrong with sandals for a manager? What's wrong with sandals? Yeah, sandals are wonderful, but I would have thought he would remain in the tie. That's all. At DefCon. <laughs> Are you crazy? Well, you said he went to Black Hat. That's a target. Yeah. Well, because he does have that component of his job. Wait, so you mean he's a are, good manager. So you mean there are both, there are people, both sets of There are people who can go I was going to say, yes. And change, and if they change their yes. clothes, they change their disposition? Yes. Amazing. Yes. I'm amazed. If you have an opportunity to be my manager, I'll introduce you to him. He's great. <laughs> he's really awesome. So you guys also went to B-Sides Las Vegas, too, right? How was yeah, that? Yeah, that, that was my first year going to that. You didn't go, because you flew in. I flew in late. Yeah. It's like okay. jerk face. That's okay. No. We're glad you're here, Kyle. I went it's to the okay. first day. It was good. It was, it was, it was very, very nice, big. So. It was very big for a B-Sides. I've only ever been to B-Sides Detroit, which is smaller in scale. But, but the uh, quality is amazing at B-Sides yeah, Detroit, isn't I, I it? Hear it. <laughs> would, it <laughs> would it not be one of the finest like, B-Sides events you've ever been to? It's awesome. I would say so. I, I mean, it's just only suiting for, for Detroit. Yeah, I mean, B-Sides Las Vegas was not as good as an organizer, I may be biased, but... Yeah, Kyle is also... We didn't mention that. He's He's the... Organizer of, or one of the organizers. You used to find Cop Kyle. Converge and be so volu- The volunteer organizer is the primary. Are you an organizer too, or are you more help? Yes. yes. Muscle. <laughs> yes, you are? <laughs> was, yes. Okay. Well, you never mentioned it in your title, so it's like, I'm a pen tester. You didn't ever want us to mention Converge. How does yeah. that make you feel, Kyle? I don't like talking about myself. <laughs> I'm not much of a talker. I mean, yeah, I have to yeah, listen clearly. to the podcast, but yeah, I, I don't think we've had one episode where like you and me have had an episode, and it's just one episode. I know. Well, I mean, I think it's always twice, been like two yes, parters. Yes, yeah, so far we're 100. Yeah. percent Yeah, yeah. So, so besides Las Vegas was good. Besides was good. Uh, no, it's good. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's that uh, that was a really cool event. Uh, yeah, it's definitely it gets it, it gets a little weird though because you have uh, you have Black Hat and then you have B sides Las Vegas in between, but then they're kind of overlapping now. Like this year, I think it was Black Hat and B sides Las Vegas from the same days. Was yeah, first. and then yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah in a way, B sides yeah. I think started first because you had Black Hat training. 
Yeah. Then the conference proper sort of like the second day of B sides Las Vegas. They really, gets, yeah, they really seem to overlap. I, really I feel like in the past, cramming it into one week now. Yeah. And, and I feel like in the past well, it was always kind of Black Hat ended and kind of melded into B sides Las Vegas, and then kind of melded into right. Defcon. Like like today, you know, getting your badge day where really nothing else is going on. Defcon would be like the last day of B sides Las Vegas, and the first day of B sides Las Vegas would be like mm-hmm. the last day of Black Hat, and they'd kind of overlap like that. And this time they're. I wonder if it, well, I, want, I wonder if it, I wonder if it's just dates of the venue. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I doubt they're and I, yeah, they're not like organizations that try all, to coordinate. Just, no. <laughs> Although Black Hat and Defcon are run by the same like organizing group, yeah, yeah, company, yeah. And besides, it was really busy. It was a, a lot of people. It was huge. Oh, it was no, no, crazy. Yeah, that they was, they that ran was out massive. of badges really early. They, yeah, because because you can know do pre-registration. Because, yeah, because I know you can do, <laughs> and that, that's kind of interesting too. Is that model of them doing pre-registration? And then you can have walk-in badges, and and they're and they're, and they're you know you go to their website and they said like oh we have four hundred and fifty walk-in badges, you know kind of show up at your own you know at your own peril if you didn't pre-register we might have a badge for you, and from what I hear it was like they open you know kind of open registration at like seven a.m. and by ten they were gone, <laughs> and they that still, still seems like a lot you know well then they had that's tons like three and hours tons to get people it. showing up oh yeah yeah you had plenty of time I mean yeah. tons and tons more people showed up and like can we please get in. Those are all the people that sleep in after partying. Yeah, yeah. Show up at eleven. What do you mean you don't have badges? Yeah, but amazing how you know how much you know. Yeah, a lot of people. Just up, especially looking you know, for a B size. Obviously, it's B size Las Vegas. It's that is everyone's already out here. You know, perhaps for DefCon or Black or Black Cat. Is, is B size Las Vegas the largest? It's got to be right. Uh, I mean, depends, like what's their attendance? Do you know what their attendance? I don't know. I don't know. No, so so what I've uh, so I know B sides um, is a charm. The one out in Virginia, I think, is pretty big. And then I know because I've been to B sides Augusta, and they've had seven hundred people show up. And that was <laughs> like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's where the the Fort Gordon and Cyber Command are at are getting put at like this year. Ah. So they've and it's like a heavily focused blue team. It, like, like we like had, almost, they had like two blue team tracks and one red team track. Like that's yeah, that's like how much was, of the was our attendance this year, Kyle. We were at like 300, 350. For Detroit right. team, yeah, yeah, for Detroit. For, but that's oh, also for Detroit, from, we were like, we were oh like, yeah, yeah, that we was a huge too, growth from last year. I was yeah. just you know, kind of like as comparison. <laughs> Again, I still love the fact that it was uh, uh, two weeks before our conference, we had forty percent of our ticket sales come in. Yeah. <laughs> right. As, as an organizer, you're like, well, can't do anything about that. We already ordered all the shirts. I already ordered all the badges. Right. Here we go. Yeah. Right. And we were even getting, like, not that many, but, like, day of registration. Yeah. We, just, we left it open. It was, yeah. People were still registering. Like, that like, morning, we were getting Eventbrite notifications, like, through right. email. All right. Well, that's, that's good, though. That's not a bad problem to have. No, no, no. Definitely not. Have more people growing. I feel, And I feel like, because you guys are all in the MySec. Uh, crew organization, yeah. organization, which is a local user group. You've got like three different cities in Michigan and growing and Lansing, growing. Jackson, yes, Southfield. Yeah, yep. might yep. say yeah. That's three. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, and I've always felt like the the MySec group, like that's like a hub for, you know, kind of growing as far as within the information security community. Like you guys are really like putting together some great things. And like I feel like Detroit also is a really good area where that's you know, it's a lot, it's it's like known as like a factory city. Yeah, but it's, a lot it, of that it really gets overlooked because yeah. you know I, I tell people that I work out of Michigan, and you know 
and I, I'm a pen tester. I do, you know, since I do red team assessments, a lot of my, if, if, I'm, if I'm doing like a red team assessment, I'm probably going on site. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, it doesn't matter where I live. And a lot of my other work can, I can do remote. Right. So people don't really bat too much of an eye, you know, at me saying I live in Michigan, but I still get these, you know, these looks and they're like, oh, you're out of Michigan? Like, oh, there's not much going on in Michigan. What? And yeah, it's like, well, no, hang on a second. It's like, because everyone knows Duo Security. It's like, you know, they're, they're in Ann Arbor, right? That's Michigan. It's like, oh, really? It's like, <laughs> yeah, right. they're in Michigan. Right. It's like, and there's other stuff in Ann Arbor as well. There, you know, there's a few other companies that people know. And yeah. then even then, you start talking about, like, well, you do realize as well that, yeah, you don't think of, like, Ford and GM, Domino's and Little Caesars, like, all are kind of, like, based out of, like, Detroit and Ann Arbor. Is there Quicken Loans up there, too? Quicken Loans is huge. They're, they're nearby, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I can't remember if they're, they're yeah, based out of there, but they're nearby, because I know we have people who work for Quicken Loans as well, Yeah, part of our community. And you don't think about, like, Ford and GM especially, like, well, they're car companies. They're, they're manufacturing. Yeah, they're massive. They have websites. They have they have massive they have global. socks. They're global. They're global. Yeah. Domino's and, you know, Little Caesars, they do online ordering. They have a sock. They, you know, they're people, there are security jobs there, and they're there in Detroit. Well, and you, so we get tons of people from those companies that, yeah, like you, you talk to someone, you know, you go out to like B-Sides Detroit, you can talk to people. It's like, well, where do you work? And you'll get some surprising answers in what they do because you might not even think. Yeah. Right? yeah. Think of them as tech or needing IT, but yeah, they're global companies. They're massive. Well, and, yeah, Ky- well, and Kyle, Kyle and Daniel both work at a glo- like a Fortune 500 utility mm-hmm. company. Yeah. So, that, yeah. I mean, that right there, yeah. So, like, like I've always felt like within the infrastructure community, like, that's like a... A very like growing community of information security professionals, and like, and maybe it's just because I live on the East Coast and I interact with you guys at all these like local conferences. But I don't see that in a lot of other areas. Yeah, like, I mean, you you have your Silicon Valleys, you have yeah. your San Francisco's, yeah. you you know, but and and you have your 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 Boston, which has a lot of security companies. Yeah. But in like you said, there's not a lot of necessarily security focused companies but there's a lot of security professionals there because there's a lot of different big organizations well, also, there. Well I, I think that you know while it's not so much my sec but I mean you have across the Midwest you know Nashville you know you, you're mm-hmm. out there, there there's a lot there. But see that's growing. the thing is Nashville but, Nashville's growing it's a big it's starting to become a big tech hub there's a big healthcare industry mm-hmm. there. Yeah. They don't have the local user groups there for well, yeah, information not, not the security that you guys have but, up I mean, in Michigan. Even taking kind of like a you know, a, a larger, you know, kind of more zoomed out view of it is just even the Midwest. People don't think of as being much into IT or, or anything like that. Yeah, you think of California, you think of the coast, you don't think of the Midwest. Right. But we have, you know, just a, yeah, we, we have MySec, which is much larger than I think people expect. Yeah, because of right. Detroit and Ann Arbor. Because of your own because board. We, and- yeah, yeah, we, we, we've, and yeah, a lot of work has been put into bringing people in. You know, working with people like yeah, okay, you want to start something in mm-hmm. you know, you know, James Green was like, well, you know, I'm I'm in Lansing, I don't, yep. you know, I, I'm I like coming out to Jackson, but we could start something here, like you know, an MSU branch, like all right, you know, right, like, oh, yeah. we, let's we, do this. We help people, like, yeah, all yeah, right, let's do this, let's promote it, let's get it out there, you know, have a website to kind of promote the events, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and uh, but then you even start looking now, and we have people from Indiana and Ohio that come up that they live close enough, you know, because a lot of Michigan were long mostly along the borders it's not too bad to drive across the border and you know come up for once a month or something like that come up for besides detroit uh and then you start getting out south of michigan border you have trusted sec you have and then not that much further south of michigan you have DerbyCon, right and everything else i mean so you have then you have nashville really not that much everything is kind of almost local you have that right well and that's why i like moving to nashville because it's like indianapolis is near and there's a community there 
uh, as you said, Louisville, we're, we're DerbyCon, mm-hmm. probably the biggest conference, security conference on the East East, and, a, and a ton of the people side that of the country run, you know, run DerbyCon, that volunteer there, mm-hmm. that really help out. That a lot of the attendees are within driving distance. Right, like a lot yeah. of us drive in. Right, right, yeah. And I mean, obviously, it draws a huge crowd from all over, but right, you know, a lot of those people are Midwesterners. And right, they, you know, no, I know there's a lot of talent out here, and then if you, I say out here, but we're out in Vegas, but out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out, out in you know in, well, in there's that a lot area, of, and it's, technically there's probably a lot of talent. Right <laughs> I was now, say Vegas, right twenty five thousand yeah, like, hackers, probably, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them are from the West. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I think well, and I think uh, you know, like you said, you work remote, and you've worked for a couple of companies remote. I think remote has really helped with, you know, people not having to move. Yeah, I think to, that's to, to be employed at some of these big security companies. Yeah, and yeah, that's one of the things that I've been, you know, I, I had to work with companies on too, where they, you know, they they get kind of squeamish about the idea of someone working remote, and and I yeah I've. Because I've been working remote for companies now, well, like, like about the past decade, I've I've been working entirely out of my home office, and one you know for one capacity or another, we're rarely going into an office. Are those and those have all been security companies though, right? No, really. The the security companies that I worked remotely for have only been the past like three years. Oh, okay. The the rest of that being I worked yeah you know, like six years uh, for another company just as like an IT consultant. Where, but this is all so this is this all at least consultant type stuff yeah but then that, that was I was that's a whole other thing I mean that was I was basically my I was basically freelance and found an opportunity and it worked out for me for yeah, yeah, yeah. a number of years but um, even just working with pl- you know places when I was looking for other work and you know looking around especially when I wanted to get more into security to, uh, talking to places about like oh hey you know what about remote work and they're like oh well we're out in Virginia we really want you here I mean, I, I talked to a bunch of companies yeah. early on or tried to shop around, like, would you take a look at my resume? You know, I'm interested in this job. And they're like, well, you're not local. Like, we really want someone here. And it's like, but why? Right. Like, especially, you know, I, I would talk in interviews, like, I've been working remote for five years. I must be doing something right that I haven't been fired. <laughs> they must right. be happy with me. Like, I'm, you know, you, yeah. and you know, there's a certain amount of trust, obviously, because I've also right. talked to people, you know, e- even local companies that, that say... Uh, you know, oh, we we tried it once. We had that experiment. Really liked the person. Hired him, brought him on, and you know, eh, we, we thought it was working out. And then it turned out they they turned over their first report or something. And it was garbage, or they they were really late on something. And just it came, you know, apparent right. they weren't really working, or they just. Well, that's what like, I've noticed you know, is that people companies are going to get burned. Yeah, they get they, burned. They only get burned so many times. Like, they jump back. Well, and, and like a so, little kid touching the hot stove, like they're nope, like they. Right. Well, consultants is bring them back. well consultancy is a little bit different because you're working with a bunch of different companies all over yeah. an area, the country. Whereas if you're talking about an organization that's a like local time. to an area, yeah, yeah, like that, that's that's just a different scenario and different setup for the type of work that you do. Oh, for so. sure. Sure. Yeah. What are you doing? Turn the TV on? Yeah. Turn it off. Turn it off. It was on. Was it buzzing? No. I think it was was on one of the DEF CON channels, and I didn't want it to suddenly start doing something. (laughs) That has happened before. Well, that would have been an interesting thing for the podcast, though. So why do you think that when people are looking for security jobs, they overlook businesses with security practices within them and go straight for the security companies or bemoan the lack thereof, those jobs? They tend to be louder. 
Who's who's aver- who's got the most advertising out that wants to try yeah. and hire you for security? Yeah, I, I, I think definitely it's the because people go after the vendors they see at conferences. Yeah. I, I think in a way that's where the you know sponsoring a conference can help out probably. Yeah, is you know you know like they just, you know, take just a sec for example they yeah. sponsor everything they try you they everyone knows the name so if you're thinking like well I'd like a job you know doing pen testing I know they do it and they're kind of up everywhere out there people seem to like them. They're recruiters in front of me here. Yeah, they're recruiters in front of me at that's B sides you know whatever wherever I am, and you know I'm interested in that. They see those booths and they understand like oh mm-hmm. these are the security companies. So they don't think of the utility companies. Yep. They don't think of these other companies where they could go and potentially do the work they want. I mean like yeah. I I've, I've talked to a number of people at B sides Las Vegas, you know at sort of like the DEFCON pre-gaming we've been doing, you know, like you're kind of walking around and you talk to them like, well, where do you work? And they'll work at, you know, whatever, some, you know, business that you don't know. It's not a security company. It's like, well, what do you do? Oh, how do I do? I do our internal, you know, pen testing and, uh, you know, pr- you know, purple teaming kind of stuff. And it's yep. like, they're doing the work that people want to do. You got to take a drink. At a totally, <laughs> at, at a totally, there we go. Please continue. And yeah. they're, well, they're doing the work that people seem to like, you know, the like, I really want to do this, and this is the job I'm looking for, but they're not looking at those companies. So, yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, who's being the loudest, I think, is... Mm-hmm. The same point, like, when, when you really start getting into the field or you have a certain track you're going after, a lot of, like, traditional companies, instead of, like, a, a company that's focused on, like, doing pen testing or stuff like that, you're kind of doing a lot more than just pen testing. You usually get stuck in, like, other operational roles, potentially, mm-hmm. or other aspects of the job that you really don't want. Yeah, sure. So I, I feel like a lot yeah, of people I mean, always those, just transition that way. Stories yeah. or but see, that's, that's, what I, like, that's what I like enjoy is, is doing that some some of that kind of stuff. My Like, people talk about wanting to get into red team and stuff, but I get to, like, even though I'm a blue teamer, I get to still, like, poke and yeah. break yeah. stuff oh, yeah, yeah. from time to time. What's great about it? I don't necessarily have to write a report every time after I do <laughs> yeah. I just have to tell my boss, hey, man. I got Windows. I got I got PowerShell, man. On this no. thing, you know. Let me show you how I did it. <laughs> He's like, okay, let's. Yeah. There's a lot of times you just sit there, you know, spend like you know the five o'clock comes around and then you're like, like, all right, nobody's gonna call me and bug me, so now I'm just gonna spend like the next couple hours just kind of playing around with whatever. Right. You know, Download a new tool. I, I think that's a good point. Is that people overlook that? That I mean, when, when I started being a when I started as a security consultant, I learned a lot because I didn't. It seemed like a negative. When I wasn't a, I'm an, I was a pen tester, so that's what I should be doing. But when I would be like, well, can you do this or can you hop on this project to help out? Because we could just use some manpower. You know, you're not if you're not busy. And I'd be like, well, it's not really. I don't know if I want to do. I don't know if I want to give myself like the open that door and suddenly I'm I'm you're being dragged be that over person, here yeah. constantly. But I did it, and I was like, I learned a lot really fast right. because especially when if you're doing, you know, I, actually this is getting a little bit away from working for other companies. <laughs> but if you're being a consultant. And you're afraid to get into other areas, and you say no to that. It's like saying no to any other opportunity, right? Because you start. You, I learned a lot by saying, okay, yeah, I can help you out, and getting involved in these, you know, different environments, different things like that, and you learn a lot very quickly. But same thing if you were internal somewhere, if you were like, nope, I don't want to get involved in that operation stuff. Nope, can't do that. I'm not gonna step outside. We know what I think my box is where I want to be because you're afraid to, to get into that. Or, or if they say in the interview, or like, well, you might be asked to do this, and you go, oh, well, fine, I'm going to go over here, where yeah. I, don't, I won't be asked to do that. You lose an opportunity, probably, to learn I don't, more I don't, about the environment you're protecting, or you know, yeah. just learn more about that than I'd actually then feed into. If you're a red teamer, you go help out with the blue team, help out with the network side on something you can do. You learn more about your environment that you're trying to protect, that you're trying to attack, or, yeah, you know, I mean, there's lots of 
things you need to know that you know, hands-on experience with just networking or things like that. Especially if you don't have like the sysadmin background or things like that, that right. might be helpful. You can try to get that kind of on the job and there's opportunities out there. I wonder if that could, I don't know if I'll have to listen to that later if that's getting picked up, but we're, we're, we're currently so we, we are, a water war right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are at Bally's, which is right across we're from the Bellagio. Yeah. And, and if the you Eiffel hear Tower. bangs, yeah, it's like, and it, it, when, when the fountains go off, it actually like shakes the room a little bit and you hear this bang. Yeah. So if you get picked up in the auto, that's what that is. Don't, you know, don't worry about it. Fine. We're not actually under fire. <laughs> We're not yeah. recording this in a trench. Yet. We're not taking yeah. heat. Yeah, from from the Except cyber. From each other. From the cybers. Wait, I don't know what that means. But yeah, so <laughs> to your point about like that, I think it also like limits your advancement potential is if you're turning down those opportunities. Sure. Like, and you get like if they're coming to you with that kind of stuff, they're kind of like saying, okay, we know you can do your current job, but we want to see if you can do more or yeah. uh, if. Um, you're reliable enough they're going to come to you that and if you like if you kind of turn those down you're going to show that maybe you're not as reliable as yeah, you no, could I, be I, I agree I mean and there's definitely it's not to say that there's not situations where people get you know they can keep getting dragged into that and then they're like oh yeah Kyle's willing to do this crap and then right. just keep right. piling crap. on his plate crap. and that well and there's bad, a way to but, but there's also a way to fight that too <laughs> yeah, there is yeah so it's, it's like not, don't fist. be afraid of it with your fist in the break room no there, there, <laughs> there, there's an easy two letter word no which oh. yeah, I mean you're 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 combating the time I mean in my early in my career I said yes to everything people would come to me with yeah. all these random things yeah. because but then I started getting burned out and my manager was like just start saying no and and once I did, and, like, and that's a good skill to learn too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. learning what Practice what to. It. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's. But if you like, if you don't, if you're doing one job and they're not giving you other stuff to go do, I feel like that you know you almost want to have people coming to you going, hey, can you do this? You know, or you're so seeking people out, like, right? So like too. my role, current role is is um, is working with the dev team to build an appsec program. But from time, you know, I work in a different building than the security team. And from time to time, there's a security incident. Hey, someone plugged in this USB stick. Can you go grab it? Because it fired off all of our antivirus and it's got some worm on that was caught. <laughs> Never we heard need that to, we need, yeah, we need to do, yeah. Dang. We need like, to take this. But, you know, and that, that led to me going, like, grabbing the USB stick and going, hey, can I try out Cuckoo? You know, and things like that. So they gave me an opportunity to, yeah, so I'll go grab the USB stick for you. That's cool. Uh, can I play with this a little bit? And outside of my role, now I'm getting to play and you know try try out different things within security and and do kind of different stuff within there. And that that happens from time to time. And even you know uh, working with the dev team, I might have to step into like almost like yelling at the help desk to get some of their tickets through. Because then that helps me build rapport with them so that when I need something from the dev team, they're like, oh, yeah, he helped me with this help disk ticket. Let me help them with this, you know, this security item. Yeah, and if you don't get the opportunity to do those other things, if you don't get pushed into doing stuff that you didn't think you wanted to do maybe or you didn't know, that you didn't think it would be fun, then you're never going to grow. You're never going to find out what you do like, I guess. It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it, it plays into yeah. the, the old, yeah. you know, <clears throat> adages that you hear a lot that you, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room because if you actually feel that way, then it's probably time to move on to a new position. Or and you also don't want to, you know, be turning down too many opportunities. So yeah, if you if you're yeah. just always saying no, then you might eventually just become yeah, you're just the smartest guy in the room and you roll great. But yeah. then well, that's, you're, you're never being challenged. You never you know you're never stepping outside yeah. of your comfort zone and before that, you know well, it, that's, you're that's, the guy that can do one thing. Right. Well, and, and that's that's where you know people t- we 
we talk about you know passion and we i recently had chris sanders on talking uh, about passion and how maybe it, it's not necessarily passion but more like curiosity mm-hmm. so like if you have this curiosity for your current job that can apply to other things and that mm-hmm. that will open up just like a like like a whole new world of different possibilities and maybe something that helps you in your current job. Like even as it's something as dealing with the help desk or, you know, going and running malware. Now I, I don't know that I can really apply all that, but you know, it's just, it also kind of gives me a break from the, the day to day having to deal with developers cause they can be frustrating. Yeah. At I mean, times. Yeah. you know, even in, you know, like for my own career, I know that I never thought I'd be doing pen testing. That wasn't my goal, but what kind of, and even then, that's not entirely what I do now. Like what what I started off doing was, I had a you know my background was network administration, like sysadmin. I did that for you know for a couple of years, and I, I was kind of going to school for security, but never really. You know, I, I really didn't know what I was going to be doing. I just kind of figured I would end up you know being like a security engineer, a network engineer of some kind, and I would work with firewalls, and that would just kind of be my thing. And, and here you are up, using Microsoft Word every day to write reports. Yes. <laughs> yes. Excel is a close and, number two. Well, no, no. And honestly, well, what's Max? Uh, what's Max? Thing. What's the Max offering for document? Is it Word? Is it Microsoft Word? Oh, you, too? you can get yeah, you can get Word on there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And then it, what is it? It's huh? the text numbers as their pages. Pages. I I don't know what it is. Pages. Pages. Oh, right, that's pages. still around. Pages. Really? Numbers is kind of ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of ugly. Yeah. I actually kind of like pages. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> but anyway, actually, would you? Okay, so here's a question: Would you re- would you rather get rid of pages or Windows Paint? Oh pages. no, that's too soon. That's what I'm saying. Like Microsoft is like is like killing. I, and I still open up Paint. I what still the hell? Use Paint all the time. They, they, they did say like they were like, don't worry. Is that what you use to make your business cards? They, no, they, no, they, no, they, no. It's when it's I what he used. When I couldn't edit, because I'm a I'm a fool, and I I couldn't edit some of the uh, the thumbnail images and like uh, the streaming slide stuff. Uh-huh. That Chris Chris has done like this amazing job of like putting it all together, it makes it look beautiful. And then I forgot he sent me a link that actually had these templates I could use and just edit. So I just I forgot that, and it was like 15 minutes too. I'm like I'm like shit shit shit. He shit, edited shit. like the previous month's like thumbnail on yeah. lower third. What like is this for? MySec. For, for oh, some, my sex some of the MySec streams are hilarious. You'll just see like <laughs> so you'll just see like the thumbnail. White block. It's like an X oh. through it. And it's like <laughs> December. I find. I it saw it. that on YouTube. Like I was going to YouTube, and it's like here's your subscription feed. You know, for this week. Oh and it's no, like that's this, even worse. Oh, I was so like, is there an alternative to paint? I mean, GIMP. Yeah, I guess like GIMP yeah. or something. They, they did say That's though that paint's not going Photoshop. away. No, are they just rebranding it and getting something I else? I thought it was like going away. There's also Paint.net, which I think is the third party. It's now MS thing. Draw. <laughs> but no, no. go to OneDrive. That's what. Or, or the there we go. Paint OneDrive. Yeah. yeah. Well, I find it amusing. One paint. I find it amusing yeah. that there's so much. One paint, one drive. brush. Yes, yes. it'll be <laughs> brush. Yeah. So no, but. But, but seriously, it's funny that you bring up Word is, is that I did a lot of technical documentation. Like when I was an IT consultant, one of the things I did is I wrote a lot of knowledge-based articles. I wrote a lot of technical documentation. I took, a, I took several English classes you know, at a university that was nothing but technical writing. And I never thought that would be useful outside of documented processes. But what ended up happening is as I kind of fell into a pen testing role, I found that I was pretty good at reporting 
because that was already second nature to me. I could do that. I never thought I'd be applying that skill that way, but it worked out. I have a weird and thing with reports where I actually kind of enjoy putting them together. I do, too. I don't know yes. why. Yeah. I know a lot of people said, complain about that. No, no, it's, 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 but it's like, I got my screenshot here. Well, I'm placing them, like, right here. And exactly. I, yeah, I, I, like, I like making sure everything's formatted right and everything looks it nice. It lets you control the, nar- the narrative as well. It lets Make you show it, your best work exactly it, as you exactly. want it to be shown, it's, which is really that, nice. I mean, it's, it's your, that's your that. final product. That, that's what you're, you're showing... You know, that, that's really what the client bought in a pen test, in my opinion. Everything that you did leading up to it, yes, that was all part of it. It was all a very important part of it. But that was like your research for your for your book report. That was just you researching the network, researching, researching yeah, everything yeah, yeah. for the report. I wrote. did like book reports now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, right? Chris, did you just claim that all security assessment companies essentially sell book reports? Yes. <laughs> very good. Okay, yes, uh, thank, exactly. thank you for that clarification. Could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for summarizing. So... <laughs> But yeah, I never thought that's what I would be doing, but it turns out, like, oh yeah, you know, I kind of like re- the report, I never thought of it as reporting, I like technical writing, or I like, you know, re- I'll write up this documentation, because it is for me, like, I- I'm the kind of person that when I learn something new, or I read something cool, and I'm like walking through trying out a new tool, like, I'm kind of talking to myself, like, okay, yeah, then I do this, and this is why, that's why this works, like, oh, okay, cool, so that reporting is, I'm just doing that, I'm like, yeah, and then I'm putting it to you know, digital paper, and I'm putting it all, you know, like I, get, I get to control the narrative, it's kind of fun, so I, I started enjoying that, started getting more into it, and then started, you know, they were like, well, would you like to try fishing? Okay, I'll try fishing, you know, I'll try that, and where I ended up going was with reporting and with all that stuff, you end up, you know, you're doing things repeatedly, and as with many things in this community, especially with like pen testing and attack tools, you started like, okay, well... I'll I'll try something else. So I guess I'll try for the first time. I'll I'll start picking up some Python, and I'll try to automate this, or I'll try to script this out. I'm just glad you didn't say word macros. Yeah, you're I'm smiling. You're smiling, Chris. You're smiling because you're speechless. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Internally, I hope you're not thinking that's a good idea. You made him speechless. Word macros are great for reporting. God damn it. <laughs> Actually, if you talk to some people in our company, um, <laughs> do they want macros? So. Yes. But, you know, you is there a big battle between macros on or off? So I there, bet there is. We, we no, wanted, the, ma- we, the macros are firmly on because often yeah. the business likes using macros the in many, across many it. companies. So, so, so it's been a while since down. I've had to deal with that because we. So I worked for the state of, state of South Carolina where it was like we could pretty much lay down the law and go no macros. Yeah. But I know in some organizations, like what are they using macros for? That like auto saving the file they bullshit. open and do dumb things. It's a, doesn't it already auto save? Bullshit. Yeah, pretty much. Like even if the computer crashes, it usually pops back up and says, "Here's your auto save." Yeah, we need we need to first track down who the original owner of it of this document is, which is usually the hardest part. <laughs> and then once you find that, you ask them like, "Do you know what's going on?" And they're like, "We have no idea." But if we change it, the business will fail. And in turn, write this code. <laughs> and you're like, "Well." What happens if like our systems go down anyway? Well, the business would fail. <laughs> so it's it's either we'd lose this document, or we'd lose all the systems. But either way, business fails. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It sounds you need a pen test company to come in and only use macros. Like Just your scope yeah. is, is macros. macros. That's, all, that's all you need, though. That's, that's the unfortunate. Part. Your, your scope, Daniel. Yeah. It's Microsoft Word. And that that came up because you know we're whatever you can get, whatever you can get to run Microsoft Word, <laughs> it's in scope. I see you're trying to do a pen test. Would you, would you, like, <laughs> yeah. would you like some assistance yes, with that? Yeah. Come up. Go ahead, Kyle. I was just gonna say, like, you know, that 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 investigation to like, you know, how many people are actually using macros in our company came about from like 
and increased ransomware attacks and, and some of the right. emails we're getting, stuff like that. So you actually start looking into it, and in larger companies, when you're dealing with like 8,000 people or 15,000 assets, it gets harder than just flip it off and on. Like, you really got to deal with the business and, yeah. and have that either political capital to push on that subject and not something else. Or have a major ransomware yeah. outbreak that like well, that, shuts well, everything down. That comes down. up with even other stuff other than even yeah. just yeah, word macros is one thing. But you know, I've seen people say like, "Well, ban all PDFs." It's like, well, you no, that's you even can, worse. You know, that's or even or like, you should you should let email attachments in. Who uses email attachments? Like well, everybody, recruiters. <laughs> like there's like there's all there's all kinds of people who sent you know that their entire job might just be literally opening up attachments yeah. and yeah. looking at them yep. and then you know <laughs> and reviewing them. You know, yeah, there's ways you can mitigate that, maybe, you know, and stuff, but you can't necessarily just ban all email attachments and... <laughs> we're good. That's going to be We're safe, fine. guys. Yeah, we're yeah. safe. We're, we're exactly. fine. Exactly. Yeah, and then once you have 65,000 employees, someone somewhere probably has an entire job that yeah. is dependent on a word macro or uh, getting well, so, PDFs. Yeah, but how do you, so there should be, like, so the autosave is kind of a bad example because, again, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Microsoft Word does all that already. Like what, what? It's else? probably just an old document that's sitting out there, that I don't know. I don't know, man. That when they open it, they just get a dirty pop up. They that probably says, don't even you need know. To enable macros. They probably don't even know it's there, I or mean, they've already enabled it years ago, and they just keep clicking it. That's what users do. Click, click, click. I'm sorry. I mean, there's there's uses for them if you want yeah. to actually use them. Oh, no, yeah, and I get have, I get have, that, uh, but that's I feel like that's usually like Excel or something. Like someone's, but I mean. Like macros, people have to actually build those in too. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, so so if you have a document that is, for example, like a, a report template. Yep. Like someone's doing a weekly status report oh, for yeah. for the utility company and saying, "Here's the work we did, we finished today," and they in in that document are several fields they have to update with like a day of the week or a date or you know there, there's something and they 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 could do a find and replace and hope that they only hit those words. Or they could have a macro that pops up and says, please fill in, here's a little questionnaire of the stuff you have to update in this document. And they go, boop, 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 click OK, and it does the fine. You know, I feel like Excel does that already, though, without I'm macros. I'm talking about Word. Like, you've got oh, a Word, Word template for like a, a report you have to write. I, f- I just feel like there's other options. <laughs> there's there's other You're clearly a heathen, Chris. What you should obviously do is, you, like, is Google Forms does that. Yes. Yeah. What you, should you don't need do. macros. Is just manipulate all of your office documents to the office com API like your like yeah, the like, intended. Like, like a professional. How old are these people? Like a professional. <laughs> of course. Just use PowerShell. Just use PowerShell. Yeah. PowerShell. Yeah. Are these all baby boomers that are doing this? <gasps> no Actually, comments. I've seen both. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Have you seen millennial? Maybe yes. with the new generation, millennials will go away from we've, macros. We've had or is that like some new interns coming in? Or maybe macros are hip. Playing around with stuff are like macros that. Macros hip now. <laughs> millenniums, oh, uh, if we're, there are any millenniums we're, listening, can you write in and I, tell us yeah, if macros are hip? Daniel, Daniel, hip, hop, and, and I think I have hop. to break the stick. Mac, up. Mac, oh, all three of us are millennials. It's true, technically. That's accurate. I yeah. I dislike office macros, although you, I must confess that I did have to write one. Do you know? Recently. Do you know if macros are hip? I Kyle, do you know? Think I can't check Twitter because the internet doesn't work here in Vegas anymore. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. None of Thank us. You, our guys. room is kind of crap. I'd, oh. have to, I'd have to consult my fellow millennials. Yeah. Hold on. Let's see if we. We're, we're let's cut see if it, them. Uh, so Wait. I have LTE in this corner yeah, of the gonna room. Fail. It's gonna fail. No, no, Hold see, on. Now, see if you can pull Twitter. Do Try a Twitter poll. I don't have Twitter. Fellow millennials. Fellow on behalf of the millennials in this room. Fellow millennials. 
our word macro is cool, and we'll, we'll see if we can get an answer by the end or of the episode. When do you guys need to get on Twitter? I don't have Twitter <laughs> on my phone. I took Twitter off my phone. Oh, no. Yeah. No, 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 I don't know. Like, glorious freedom from taking Twitter off my phone. But, but there's so much good stuff I, on Twitter. I really yeah, want, that's why I, I really check it like two or three times the, a day, and that's it. The thing that we got yeah. away from at the very beginning of this episode... Which was the, you mean the, the removal the, of Microsoft Paint? The lovely sermon, the lovely sermon that we had. Oh, the yes. talk of and, and building Tim your own. totally missing the, <laughs> the, the, the meaning of the parable. The crane? <laughs> the the birdhouse. Forget the crane. The birdhouse. The birdhouse. Bird sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Building your own fucking birdhouse. Build bird, it. bird feeder. So are those supposed to be like macros? There's a bird feeder. There's right, a bird feeder. Right. Building one's no, own tools. Yes, yes. Bird feeders are another word for macros. So really, what we're just saying. Build your own macros. When somebody, no. when, the, when a naysayer approaches you, no. when a naysayer approaches you and tells you you should do this with PowerShell, you must look them directly in the eye and say, "I'm building my own fucking bird feeder." <laughs> and then also, like, please click here to enable PowerShell. PowerShell is awesome. I love PowerShell. Oh, PowerShell yeah. is great. And actually, and that's exactly so. Like what I was saying, you know, earlier was a lot of the work I do now is also almost pseudo development work because I've gotten more into automating things. And then, so now yeah. I'm in a weird position where somehow I'm using skills that I had that I developed like 10 years ago, like technical writing to write pen test reports. And I'm pen testing, which is a thing I never thought I would, you know, I would be doing. And then I'm also developing stuff, which was something I thought I I ditched like 10 years ago in 2005 when I said this computer science degree is garbage. I don't want to do this. Yeah. No more <laughs> I, programming I, for yeah, me. Somehow that's what I'm doing. And a lot of it. Well, is you're kind of crazy. I'm building. Yeah, I, I feel like I, it's I a natural progression, though. But the better you but get, but it, it, it kind of just. Yeah, not saying no to things. You're that so lazier you know he's what? getting. The, both, actually. Those go hand in hand. <laughs> Automating your job out. The best part. Right. Exactly. The and building tools, I think, go hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> the older I get, the more sleep I want, yeah. the more I want right. to automate things. Yes. <laughs> see, I just have people do my job. So you, you make them automate. Well, see, yes. I, I, see, yeah, I have to keep much. automating my job until I become a manager. Oh, I'm, I, yeah, see, I'm going for the manager. I'm going for the manager because that's my job. But no, the meaning of that parable... Is that if someone comes to you and says, Tim, why are you automating this task? You know, there's, here's this GitHub repo that already has this automated. Why are you not using this tool? You say, because I'm building my own fucking bird feeder. But that's stupid. It's not. Because then you actually understand how the tool works. You actually understand what it's doing. And you have control over it. So you might actually find a better way to do it. But if someone's already doing it, why would I want to? Because it doesn't mean they're doing it right. Yeah, they are doing it right. They so why would know. I do it? Well, what? We've got him, Chris. Ha ha! No, I'm being inter- so. So, so there, there's, and I'm, I'm going to get this wrong. Feel free to write in Tim to correct it. <laughs> but Chris, but, but there's dot a lot of cmaddie at gmail.com. I don't even know. The yeah, yes, Chris dot at gmail.com. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Whoever that is. But uh, but no, you know, it basically, you know, if you ask someone who is not an expert in something, but they just have been doing it for a long time, or they have an opinion. Right. They're probably going to be wrong, or they're probably going to be like right 10% of the time. But if you ask an expert, they're probably going to be right 30% of the time. Because even though they've been doing it a long time and they know a lot, they don't necessarily have the right idea. It's just they've been doing it a lot and it works. Like one of the good examples is I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, of a, a Twitch streamer named Day9. I, I love watching him. He, he's usually on as background noise as I'm working. And he is—he's—he is someone who's probably been live streaming video games longer than most other people that are doing it on Twitch. 
because he was back in I don't even remember the name of the the stuff that I used to watch him on, but he was on when he was on Twitch when it was Justin TV, and he's been doing it for for years. And he gets asked, like, well, how do I start up my, my own Twitch channel? How do I build a community like yours? How do I get my viewer count up? And he can offer his opinion, but he'll tell you, he doesn't know. Because you ask him for a reason. Well, why do you do shows that are, you know, this, this X minutes long? Does he say follow your passion? No. <laughs> he, says, <laughs> he should if he doesn't he know. Yeah. He says, I don't know because that's how I do it. Because that's just what's worked for him. So in a way, you could follow his model... But a lot, it, there's such a mix of things. Like, it's his personality. It's just that he's been doing it for a long time. He's consistent with his time slots. There's certain things so what that he can point when... to and say, well, I'm consistent with my schedule. I'm vocal about when I'm not going to be on, you know, et cetera. That would work for you, that you can duplicate. But you can't just follow him and say, I'm going right. to do exactly that. It probably won't work out for you. Right, but in but theory, that, he's the expert. Because he's different. been doing it the longest than most other people. But that's different if, if you go to GitHub and pull a tool for somebody. No, no, no. Yeah, sure, but, but just because someone even has a very popular GitHub repo that does the thing doesn't mean that it's necessarily the best tool or that it's perfect. Well, sure. Like, like there's plenty of tools out there that I know that are even being featured at, or, you know, we're featured this week at Black Hat and will be, you know, at DEF CON that I have used that work. They're, they're very good. They're very cool. Right. But you might give them slightly wrong input and they implode. Um, or they don't, they don't allow for certain well, things. Yeah, but, and you yeah. have to, but so, see, you're, you're coming up with a new problem that you're trying to solve. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying that there's ways to that they, they don't see that as important, which you might. Right. Or they might have a use case that, that you have that they don't. So that's where I've run into a lot of like my tools is that there's something that I want. It doesn't quite do. Right. Like so then was, it doesn't, but if it does do what I need it to do, then I can just pull it. Sure. If you if you can find something that does exactly what you need to do, right. you don't have to do anything to it. It gives you the output. You give it the input you have. It's you know, good and, enough. And it gives you the output that you need. Fine. If you need to write a report, you can use Microsoft Word. We're not suggesting <laughs> you, you should build your own word processor. But, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use Microsoft Word. Don't build your own word processor. That'd be stupid. <laughs> But, <laughs> but Chris, I'm doing my fucking bird feed. I'll do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, I'll use somebody else's bird feeder. I found it over here. <laughs> it works. Example, it feeds the birds. What's what my I neighbors? Actually. I've been I've been working on on a, like a passive recon tool <laughs> that, in theory, is doing things that have already been done by other tools. It seems I, I if while I've been working on it, which at this point it's been like the last two years, um, as I've been constantly. Going back and, and I've re- now written it twice, but it does a lot of the same things that I see other tools show up at least in pieces. Like some new new OSINT tool pops up and like, oh, this one focuses on LinkedIn. Like, yeah, that seems to be doing LinkedIn better than my tool, or or it comes up and like, oh, this one's focused on this or this. None of them are doing everything I need. I would have to run like several of these tools to get all the output that I want. So why don't you just copy getting, all the code from all of them and just? Smash I can't. And that, that's part of it. Because just like in the parable, you, you have to go and grow the tree. And then... And then Wait, there was down a tree? The lumber. Was it the a tree? The bird feeder, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and the boats. And the planes. Yeah, and, but and what about the nails and the glue? Exactly. You don't have to go and smelt your own nails. Why not? And grow a tree and cut it down my own and make your own feet. lumber <laughs> and treat it. I was going to say, I can go to Walmart and get a bird feeder for 20 bucks. <laughs> Tim is really fighting this, Chris. He is. He's really I, fighting I, it. I experience this all the time. There are, the, a lot of, there are many, many tools 
that there are millions of little tools that, that purport to be useful in certain reverse engineering scenarios. Yeah. Sometimes for malware, sometimes more generally, but a lot of the time there is a huge failure rate in automated parsing tools for malware analysis, like tools that pass the the, the, the Windows PE header. Those, there are millions of those tools, and some of them work some of the time. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and nothing is bulletproof. And so you really do need to know how things work so that you can... You, you can yeah, it, it's, so are you... Really, so, so it's knowing how things work. Yeah. Right, but Daniel, so really are you are you messing with those tools, or are you writing your own tool, or are you just kind of... Or using that to basically troubleshoot and understand why things are broken. That's an interesting question. So I think that's kind of a bit of everything. Sometimes you can yeah. modify a tool. Oh, I can see there's some some problem in this in this tool that's supposed to to automatically extract OLA streams out of Office files. But I can see there's some error in this code. So maybe I'll edit this code. I'll right, make, but I'll do you edit and, and then push it back up to the tool because you can you can contribute to a lot of, like, a lot of stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming yeah. we're talking more about open source than versus yeah, yeah. in many cases than commercial are. tools. So it's like yeah. fine, but you use the bird feeder. Let's say you buy your bird feeder <laughs> from Walmart. All right, <laughs> you hate it so much. I'm bringing up the bird feeder again. So you buy everything. your bird feeder from Walmart. You get it home. Bird lands on it. Shingles fall off. There's and shingles you're like, on a bird feeder. It's a good yeah. bird feeder. Sometimes, yeah, that's how you get shingles. Something falls off, it, it breaks, it's defective somehow. You have a defective bird I'm taking feeder. it back with the receipt and going and giving now, it another damn bird feeder. So, so you can do Or that. taking it back and then buying a different bird feeder. Let's say you have to RMA it. So you can, you can you know, call up Amazon and be like, I need to send this bird feeder back because this <laughs> happened to it. So I want you to exchange it. And maybe they'll, maybe they're responsive and they'll say, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, send why it back I, to us. And why we'll am I calling? Because you can just, there's a button you should, you can click to send it back. You're being an asshole. Yes, I am. <laughs> But you don't want to do that. But you, you don't. You don't. I'm sorry. I'm blowing so, up your horrible analogies. It is. It's terrible analogies. So <laughs> screw it. You don't want so to let's say you find you, you find a problem in the tool you're using. You can go to GitHub and you can open up an issue and you can say, "Here's the traceback. Here's everything that happened. I don't know what the problem is. You fix it. Right. Here's what I was trying to do. Your 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 tool's busted. Please fix." And they might come back and say, "Maybe they'd never respond." Maybe maybe you right. realize that tool's been updated in a year and a half, and it's probably not going to be updated. Oh, maybe you realize, those. maybe they come back and they say, I don't know, fuck you, and they mark it as don't fix it, they close your issue. <laughs> I'm busy, Working whatever. as intended. Yeah, working as intended. Well, my, my, this was that's not, yeah, that's not case. my use case. Yeah. You're, read, read the readme, whatever. <laughs> um, you fix it. You offer me a solution. We I'll, can I'll fork it. Send me a pull request. That's what I mean. Or you can fork it, learn how the tool works, See where the error is and fix it. Yeah, that's if you're into that kind of stuff. Or if the error, which is, is which is solved. what we're promoting here, right? Building your own version. Right, but some people, <laughs> some people don't care. Some people don't care. I mean, that's what no, that's no, what right. that's what getting. It's not going to be for everyone. Care. It's, you don't care. Yeah. You want to be successful. But anyway, well, but the parable being in some cases that if someone is coming up to you and saying if you do care and you're trying to learn learn a language or you're trying to just learn how that stuff works and you're making your own tool to help you in that endeavor and someone's saying you shouldn't do that you should just go buy that you should just go get this repo and be fine with it that's the parable that's the the, the message is don't listen to them keep building your own bird feeder even if it sucks because at least you're learning something and that's it's important to you you're, you have a reason you probably clearly know you can go get a bird feeder but you can keep making it to learn how how to build one Sometimes it's worth figuring. Tim's out. unconvinced. Indeed. So what's that? I think the other side but, of that is so that you can get a deeper understanding. Building your own tools I'm just makes really sure that you understand this. everything. I am too. This is fantastic. It, it, like but, if if a, if a tool yeah. breaks in some subtle way, 
and it maybe the code base is too complicated or it's, it's a closed source tool paper it's a closed source tool maybe you can't figure out exactly why it's failing so you you could you could go and get another one sure but at some point it might be easier to work with your like the source material of your problem and try and figure it out for your for yourself maybe you've got maybe you've been through three potential solutions to it, to your problem and none of them work and you can't figure out why exactly that, the that's, time to dig deeper is now and that, and that's one of the things and, that i that I, I see over and over again that is that it's kind of lacking in some cases in kind of in the community is that you do see people who will pick up a tool they'll they'll hear about it at a conference or or from a friend they try it out it's really sweet yeah and then eventually they're they're doing something whether it's a defense tool whether it's a new powershell tool what what it's for offense whatever they're they're doing a project they run it and it fails or it gives them the wrong output and they go oh mm -hmm. And they go like, well, this is trash. And it's like, well, I guess I'll go back to square one. I'll go back to doing this by hand. Let's try the next tool. Or, or we'll go try another no, tool. At least try and retry the same steps again. You like want to actually, times, being so. able to get, I, I know people who will look at the traceback for like a Python tool, or they'll look at how a PowerShell tool just bombs out, and they're like, I don't know what this means. And sometimes the answer is, is, right in front is, of very, your face. is very <laughs> obvious right in front of your face, if you understand, if you take the time. Well, so, uh, you that, say that's... like... Well, this it might just be like, well, this can't be uh, converted you know, from string to int, or is it? And well, if you go and look at the code, it might be end up being too complicated, really convoluted, or or just tons and tons of lines of code you can't fig quite figure out where you know what this thing is. But chances are, you might be able to figure out like, oh, well, I provided it wants an integer, and there's just no error handling here. Oh, I need to I need to change this input and and there you go. Well, at the very least, you saved yourself a lot of time right. that day. Well, that that goes back and, to the curiosity thing. Is is actually like when you get an error, like figuring it out and trying to. So yeah, now that I think about it, like some of these other online tools, when I'm like or these open source tools, online tools, open source tools. Sorry, don't let the moss in, man. We hey, dude, like, it's moss season. <laughs> we got a flyer. <laughs> Counterpoint, Tim. Uh, yeah. So, so, so for so for people wondering what that's inside jokes about, we came into our room and there was a a, a, a what was it, like a little, a little car that said "Beware the moths" or something like that. Hey, it's moth season. Please don't open don't your open your window. windows. You'll yeah. be eaten by moths. I haven't seen any moths so walking around, which is kind of because we haven't opened the window. Yeah, they're, they're waiting. waiting. They're, yeah. they're around <laughs> the edges. They're they're all along this window. Yeah, right. And yet yeah, we'll be eaten. Our There's about four or five people here that get uh, taken out by moths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that a real statistic? Or you just, no, Daniel kidding. from Housekeeping. Not this Daniel. Daniel from Housekeeping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stop doing inside jokes. Cause I gotta explain it every <laughs> fucking time. So Tim, are you are you building your own bird feeder yet? No. Get, get, get carry on. I'm explain. gonna build a moth feeder. That's what I'm gonna build. We we are the feeder. We're in a moth feeder. No, I mean, it, I mean, it, so when you said PowerShell, make, that makes sense. So I've built my own PowerShell scripts to do certain things. You've been curious enough to do it. Right, but I'm, I'm Why not, didn't you I just also, download something off GitHub, Tim? Well, I did, but I modified it to do what I wanted it to do. So you built your own bird. Yes, 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 I know. Very but that's what I'm saying. Interesting. Like, but I've also, <laughs> been in, I've also been in opportunities where I went and looked for an open source tool. I went and looked for an open source tool to, to, to solve a problem I'm dealing at work. Sometimes it worked. Other times, I didn't find a tool, or it was like outdated. And Chris, it just I think didn't he's work making anymore. a point for us, no, right? So but that's what. I'm, but that's what I'm saying. I found other ways around it, other than having to create my no, own no, bird yeah, feeder yeah, yeah. out and, of and, it. And, yeah. I, rule number one of any development: don't reinvent the wheel. Right. Right. 
I mean, it's the same thing. Like we all, you know, you can roll your eyes at someone like copying, pasting from GitHub. Right. But in a way, and often that is the source of many problems. But in a way, like yeah, if you go, or I mean, I guess I, I did mean GitHub, but I meant Stack Exchange in that, in that regard. But yeah, just copying, pasting code from anywhere. Right. It makes sense. So yeah, if you go and you find a project that does most of what you want, but you want right. it slightly different, you want to change the output, yeah, go ahead and like copy the code that gets you the output, right? Or does half of what you want and then add to it, right? Um, but in some cases, there comes to a point where I think building your own tool can definitely be be helpful. It helps you. I understand the code of other tools way easier. Even it doesn't have right. to be a well, massive I guess project. I, I think you also take into um, consideration the value of it too. Like well, if I, there's another way to solve the problem you, without was, having to like know, yeah. re like spend sure. all this time building out something. I'm not saying build a Rube Goldberg machine out of Python and Ruby and be like, yes, I've automated this task that was really only taking you five minutes. Of <laughs> yeah. I, no, certainly. Right. But I mean, it's, it definitely depends on your position too. Like so, from like the offense side, we have tons of tools out there that are are really great. They're awesome. There's tons of talented people making those things out of Python and PowerShell and, and Ruby and duct tape. And, yeah, and, and duct tape in many cases. And actually, in many cases, they're mostly not out of duct tape. <laughs> duct tape I, and I dreams. Someone made a, a scripting language that's called duct tape. Yeah. Yes, it's, I actually think there might be and, a JavaScript framework that's named duct tape. Right. <laughs> or some close. Right. Yeah. Or, or Java. Java's just all duct tape. We're, we're <laughs> Java's dead, man. We don't, we don't talk about Java. <laughs> wish. Dead like paint. So Java's going away like it's Flash. Like, it's um, following Flash I'll, right I'll down there. I'll throw out like a... And also, also an interesting tip if anyone's running into this issue is uh, so you have Crack Map Exec, hey which is a, a super cool tool. It's going to be... It was just featured at Black Hat Arsenal. It's gonna, the creator's going to be here at DEF CON. I'm hoping to go up and talk to him. I mean, it's been out for a while and many people use it, uh, you know, in offensive engagements. The thing with CrackMap Exec is it's gonna work really well most of the time. But you see tons of reports, uh, like one common problem or bug is that uh, one of the things it'll do is you can give it creds and it'll run a command on a, on a target computer. You give it a command to run, just it comes back and goes, done, and there's no command output. Like it never happened. And some people just go, well, shit. And, then <laughs> and so it's been funny because this has been going on for a while, I hear it a lot. I've run into it before on an engagement. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know why that didn't work. I'll just go do it myself. Because in that, in that moment, I'm not going, well, let me go open up a GitHub issue. I'm not busy at all. <laughs> but just recently, I saw someone on Twitter tweet to Bitebleeder, the guy that, that guy that made it, and they're like, yeah, do you know why this happens? And he's like, what are you talking about? Like no one has ever let him know this is an issue. <laughs> well, that and that's that, the uh, that's the whole where someone gets shot in an alley and there's like 20 people and they all figure someone's gonna call the cops and then right. no one calls the cops. Yeah, so so there's there's partly right. that just having any curiosity just to right. reach out and be like, hey, uh, Kyle, I, I was trying out this tool of yours and I don't know, I ran into this problem. Well, is you have tools? Not probably not. Do any in of them make bird feeders? He, he no. makes bird feeders in his basement with his tools. I have ugly things right now. I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, so there's that. But then also, um, you know, some of the air handling crack map exec uh, isn't always verbose, and sometimes it'll just crash. And sometimes those crashes are the cause of like a, a problem with a library that's installed incorrectly, or you don't have the right version. And but one of the big ones was he recently released version four. Uh, and version three was the one most people had, obviously. And if you if you went from three to four, the moment you try to run it, it crashes. It just doesn't work, and so it will not work for you until you fix something. 
Because the thing is, is that he, had, he added a config file. He added a section to his config file. And so if you're seeing this error and you realize, hey, I just, I just cloned CME version 4 and it keeps crashing and it probably has an error somewhere in the stack trace. If you had the curiosity to look at the stack trace and actually read it, it'll say something like, can't find a section called workspace. And it's, so if you go and you're like, well, all right, I'm going to go and it's, it mentions the config file, open up your config file, compare it to the one that's on GitHub, and you'll see you have a missing section that's like workspace, like, and then like uh, workspace equals default or something like that in it. You just have to add that to the config file and you're golden and it's fine. But there's no verbose error message that messages that. You could Google that stack trace and you'll get tons of results for people asking, whoa, whoa I don't know why my config parser is breaking because it's the Python config parser library. So if you have any curiosity at all, you put any little effort into, you copy and paste from your terminal and Google it, you'll find the answer. Compare it, you know, compare that, what it says and says like, oh, there's something wrong with your config, your cme.config file, compare it to the one on GitHub to see, you'll see they're different, and you can probably figure it out even if you don't understand Python. But a lot of people, I've, I've seen it over and over again, like on Twitter, like, I don't know, cme version four doesn't work, I just get this error. And no one's even tagging Byte Leader. They're just like shouting into the mm -hmm. Twitter sphere, like, ah, it's broken. And, <laughs> and no one's throwing that initiative to be like, well, I want to understand at least a little bit of how this tool works. They're just using the tool. And sometimes, sometimes you have to show that curiosity or you're not going to solve your fucking problem no matter and, how many tools you throw. And it's not it. even just the problem. <clears throat> it's, it then goes a, a step deeper is that if you're using something like CrackMap Exec and you just know it as CrackMap Exec and you don't understand how that tool works, you have no idea what you're doing. And from like a pen testing side of things, if, if you're my client, and I'm just like, guys, so I use CrackMap exec, and I did this, and I, and I dumped the domain, you know, I dumped the domain controller using this command, and you're like, this seems pretty cool. What the hell did CrackMap exec do to get all my, you know, to dump, to dump that? And even and I'm like, I, I ran the, the NTDS uh, uh, module. But what did that do? Dump the domain controller. <laughs> But how? Magic. Using that's, crack map exec. That's something we talked and, and about. And Python. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something that's, wanna... that's fantastic. Like people will grab like these frameworks and they'll run them and they forget that some of like some uh, an easy an easy thing for a defender to look at is the commands that those um, frameworks use, right? Mm -hmm. You could even write, you know, uh, command line type of detection rules, blah blah blah. But if you know what you're doing, you could easily change those command lines or right. change the function that's calling and that would skip by probably any like advanced defender. It's just yet. like to you know to to kind of call out what some people will might have seen by the time they're going to hear this this uh, you know we've all shared and kind of had a laugh at the carbon black booth at Black Hat nah. with the big sign they had that said Mimicats. carbon black we stop Mimi cats. Really? Yeah. Oh, you didn't see it on Twitter. And it's and it's oh, like you go Twitter. Well, well again, you yeah, I'm at I'm at. Again, we're in a room where I got 3G, so even then I couldn't check Twitter. You're getting like, 3G. Nice. <laughs> wow that's incredible yeah it's like you you might you, you probably do sure but and then there was actually a really great I don't want to try to get my phone out and find it but someone had a really great uh, response that kind of they formatted it like a you know the really quick words you hear at the end of like a you know prescription medication commercial like you know you're, you talk to your doctor it's like unless unless the Mimi Cats has been loaded with like PSF Empire, you know, remote like GLL injection. Blah, 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 blah. Please, please refer to your doctor for additional information. It's like, yeah, you stop Mimi Cats if someone like loads up the Mimi Cats right. you know, executable on a on a you know uh, 
on an endpoint being monitored by you know Carbon Black, sure you'll yeah every, everyone but, does but that. Where you if, catch, you, if you install Carbon like Black, Cali or does yeah. Carbon Black catch Mimi kittens? Does Carbon <laughs> does Mimi puppies? Does it does it catch yeah all these other ways to do it? Right. Maybe. Maybe yes. If you understand maybe. the tool, if you take the time to understand, if you understand the tool, that's maybe. true. If you yeah, understand Carbon okay, Black, okay, okay, okay. and create yeah. your rules. So for the it's, last two minutes, I'm wanting to ask you this: What version of Python are you using? Three point five. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say if you if you said two point seven, I was gonna call your bullshit on that one. No. Okay, no. so you're using the latest and greatest yeah. Python. Okay. I think it might actually be three point six. Because a lot of people aren't using three. three. They're using a lot of people All are using two point seven. Yeah. Yes. I thought everybody was afraid of three point. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people are bitching and moaning about edge. three and they don't yeah. want to spend the time. I live on the yeah. edge yeah. just like ten years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Does it feel good? Python three. It does. It feels great. All my tools that use Python 2.7 were upgraded to Python 3. Look at ago. you. Oh. Look at you. That's why Chris is such a champion for this. Yeah. There we go. A champion. <laughs> All right. So I think we're over an hour at this point. Probably. And if anyone is still listening, I applaud you because this has been nuts. This will never end, right? Fantastic. I know. We've been yeah, talking about bird feeders and all this. And I don't. I think, Wait, we, so should, I think we should end with another. We should, are you, are you convinced? Passes. What? Yeah, no, I get. I mean, everyone's got their point of view. Like I said, I have sat in situations where I've had to look for various different tools, and if they didn't work, it's like, okay, well, I need to think of this from a different angle. I didn't try to understand. I mean, and the tool I spent a lot of time on getting. I did well, but finding see, tools. I have a whole collection of tools. Right. That I use. Well, and it's it's everyone. them. Just be, you know, but right. But I have you know, you know I have experience. Like I had a. a, a a senior manager type person pushed to me PowerShell and how great it is, and it's a great tool. And I have had certain scenarios where there's no tool available online. I've got to write my own PowerShell script because I'm in a Windows environment mm-hmm. to and work within AD and do something that I would have to do 800 times mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah. If I spend a day in PowerShell trying to figure that out, that's definitely worth it versus having to go click. Eight hundred times to do the same so tasks the, over and over to, and then I have my own GitHub page, which is probably mostly PowerShell scripts for doing. Like PowerShell is great for any kind of comparison between two Excel files. Right. So if you need yeah. to compare stuff, so I've written stuff for that, so I didn't have to go like do that by hand. So yeah, and, so I totally. And yeah, and it, but it's it's, it's also and that's like, a really good gateway to that. Is it's right. just those little things where it, it's it's getting into that mindset of being able to think of that stuff. If you're comparing two Excel files. And you, but you knew it, a Python as well, but I don't know Python. I, I'm, well, no, I'm no, no, going no, I mean, with what I work at. No, I just mean, just in your day-to-day, if you can get into the habit of, like, realize, like you realize at some point, I'm comparing these two Excel files for whatever reason. And then you realize, I can probably do this programmatically. Right. And you looked into it. Right. Whether you just searched GitHub, like, you went to Google, and you're like, well, oh, then, Yeah, I've done that before, yeah. Cool. But, I mean, it's just even getting to the idea of, like, I'm doing this a lot. And this does seem like something yeah. that I should I could just no, and I, have yeah. a tool that does. And maybe you write it yourself. Maybe you, you type it into Google. And like, oh, other people have had this issue and they've thought of it already. But just getting into that point of view, getting into that uh, you know, frame of mind of like, I know I do things right. repeatedly. Right. That I don't necessarily, even if it's like five minutes of your time. You should definitely like want to automate, yes. Try to automate it, yeah. yeah. And, and eventually that can lead, you know, kind of like what I was saying earlier, is that started off So small, what we need to do is build up to a it, bird factory automation factory line. Yes. We're using yes. Kanban We're trying to build. Yeah, we're, trying to build <laughs> we're trying to build an agile bird feeder 
No, it's fucking line. Kanban, man. And we can have but a we, morning we rally. Use Kanban board, agile just complicates shit. Because Kanban I have, board is I have great. worked in agile environments where it's like. We should just have a stand up like, meeting. You're not really agile. How to build these bird feeders. Yeah. We'll just have to have a stand up meeting later and, and we'll figure it out how to build the bird yeah, feeders. Don't get me started. Do you have our passage? Yeah, but, yes. Like, no, just one last thing is that. <laughs> no, no, you're done. You're no, cut Chris, off. You're cut Chris off. you have talked enough. You've been up for three weeks straight. I didn't even have to argue about this. See, Daniel was even going to fight you. Grab your passage, please. Let's go. What's wrong with us getting to two hours? What's stopping us? No, we're not even close to two hours. People I know, we could be. No. Let's peek. We've already lost most of my Wait, listeners. I, I am pretty sure this is going to go. <laughs> well, as you said, this will never air. We'll we'll Wait, I said that. When did I say that? We'll he he said that. Oh, he, he said that. He yeah. said that, yeah. Don't speak for me. You build your own bird feeder. You build your own podcast. Yeah, yeah. indeed. That's you built this bird feeder. Yes, goddammit. No. <laughs> Where's the red dragon when we need it? <laughs> Where's Red Dragon Cars? Are you satisfied up. that we've convinced Tim? I'm yes. satisfied we've convinced him as much as possible. Yes. Okay. That went. That kind of got away from us. All right. So we will end with, a, with another another this is sermon. My podcast. Damn it. Podcast. Indeed. <laughs> we will end. We will end with, an, with another sermon uh, on hacker privilege by the the Reverend Dr. Manuel Lafreg again. Uh, again from POC or GTFO. Stuff is broken, and only you know how. Gather around, neighbors. We will talk of science and ponage and of how lucky we are that our science is mostly ponage, and our ponage is mostly science. I say that we are lucky, and I mean it, despite there being no lack of folks who look at us askance and would like to build petty, uh, pretty bonfires out of our tools or set regulators upon us to stand over our shoulders whilst we work. Weird reprobates as we are, surely some moral supervision from straight and narrow bureaucrats will do us some good. But consider the bright and wonderful subject matter with which we work, an exploit is like natural law. It either works, here and now, or it's bullshit. Imagine our incredible luck, neighbors. In order to find out something clever about the world, we just need to run a program. Then, if it works, we know immediately that this is how things work. It's even better than proving a theorem, because every mathematician knows that an, ex that, uh, that an exciting, freshly baked proof might contain a mistake. But with a root shell, there can be no mistake, indeed. Few are so privileged to discover natural laws just by phrasing them right. Now, while we puzzle about while we puzzle out the secrets of unexpected machines inside machines, other neighbors are after secrets of the universe, human life, and everything, and consider their plight. One day there's a promise of insight into the biochemical mechanisms that make humans selfish or hypocritical. From not just a professor of a respected university, but a dean of such. This is a huge and unexpected step forward, and even newspapers like the New York Times write about it. That research connected selfishness with meat-eating. The connection seemed a bit too simplistic, but sometimes nature does favor simple answers. Now, this is knowledge, neighbor, and you had to work in it. You had, you had, to, work, you had to work it in, except, as it turns out, it's likely bullshit, just as uh, the Dean Deirdrick Staples' entire career, built on his many scientific studies of record, was bullshit. Look him up on Wikipedia, neighbor. It was bullshit made up to play on educated people's stereotypes, to make headlines, to be featured in the Times of New York and LA, and totally worked for over a decade. It would have worked longer, too, if the fraud wasn't aiming so high so fast. Imagine the plight of all the students, underlings, colleagues, and co-authors, all victims of Staples' bullshit, who have wasted time building Staples. their careers on his crock of bullshit as if it were true, as if it were true insights into what makes humans tick. Some may have had their own research papers rejected by peer reviewers for not having cited Staples' flagship results, which were, as you recall, accepted science for over ten years. Verily, I tell you, neighbors, 
We are so much more fortunate, for in the domain we call ours, truth runs and pones, and the bullshit doesn't, doesn't run and does not pwn, and nothing can be built on top of bullshit in good faith, or in bad faith that would stand to even casual scrutiny. Well, possibly nothing other than, other than a VC pitch, but judge and be judged, neighbours. We may be distracted from pwnage by one too many debates, but at least none of these debates are about something called replication bullying. If you think that's, if you think this is funny, neighbour, <laughs> consider that this is a real term. Did you pick the longest one yeah, possible? Yeah, which one did you pick? I picked the shortest one possible. Um, what? You were reading some other short ones. The other How one was super short. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid reading three pages of an assembly list. You could have right? stopped at the last period, like had a good stop. It's like Pshunk. no, I have to. I, we have to finish unless we're going to start. <laughs> we're going to probably start infringing upon No Starch's uh, copyrights to this or something. It's it's freely what available. The... That's not the case. Okay, oh, like, that was what to say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, and we're done. Yes. Would you would you like to cut some of yeah, that? Yeah. No, let's keep going. Just go. God damn it. This will never air. I, I, I am gonna, yes, keep going. There's three more pages. Go ahead. God damn it. You just do it like a remix. Do it like a remix. Defcon 100 remix. Tuku tuku. Middle of Christmas. These complaints. God damn it. These complaints are about some other scientists who staged the same experiments without involving the original authors and published a paper about how they failed to replicate their original findings. They call this bullying neighbor. And you might want to remember this when you hear that scientists have shown X, or linked X and Y. Verily, I tell you, even in the hallowed halls of science, blessed with peer review, are no refuge from bullshit. We have, other we have another tremendous bit of luck, neighbours. In our domain of knowledge, whether 75%, 99%, or 99.99% of us agree, paid or unpaid, expert or amateur, industry or academic, means nothing. Let me repeat. The consensus of all of, all of us taken together, for whatever definitions of all and together means exactly nothing. We may all be wrong, and whoever comes up with an exploit will be right, and that will be that. It happened before, and it will happen again. We progress by someone noticing that the rest of us have, what the rest of us have overlooked to date. And if some group of people started counting our publications to learn something about the security of computers, we tell them to stop wasting their time and ours. Ponage laughs at the majority vote and consensus, for these two are, in fact, flagstones of the on the royal road to being royally pwned. Is this lack undeserved and unfair, as some would like us to believe? Not so. It is like the luck of a fisherman that he has to spend time on the water, or maybe the luck of a fish that he has to live in the water, or the luck of a hunter that he needs to hang out where Mother Nature is constantly munching upon herself. What? <laughs> Think about it, Tim. <laughs> stand quietly some late afternoon in a summer meadow, watch dragonflies zip back and forth, and listen, you are hearing the sound of a million lunches, neighbor. <laughs> Can we go back to the bird feeder? <laughs> we see through bullshit because we hunt in its fields and jungles. We know that wherever there is bullshit, that's where stuff will be badly pwned. Bullshit and pretending that things are understood when they are not is like a watering hole in a parched steppe. Uh, ecologies of breakage are ecologies of bullshit and pretense. A good hunter knows to pay attention to the watering holes. Some of us are hunters of bullshit. Others care more about bullshit sneaking into their villages at night, carrying away a pet project here, a young and there. But no matter where... Time those interns. But <laughs> Damn those interns. What? <laughs> interns are great. But no matter whether a hunter or a guardian, one knows the beast, and where the beast comes from. However, you reckon the number of the beast. All you know... Or you, you all know the names of the beast, bullshit and pretense. 
Paul Phillips, who walked away after having written a million lines of code for Scala and having closed 900 bugs, got to the bottom of this. He spoke of deliberate lies that stayed in the documentation for over three years as an attempt to make things look less complicated, but in reality making it hard for programmers to be sure whether a bug was in their program or in the language itself. That is a fine sermon against the kind of engineering that ends in bullshit and pretense neighbours. But it also reveals a deep truth about us. We don't want to be a part of things that treat people's time that treat that treat people's time as worthless. Or to the point, we can't stand such things. We simply cannot operate where they rule. We fight, we flee, or we walk away. But in the end, we are by and large a community of refugees with an allergy to bullshit. In the end, neighbours, our privilege may just be an allergy. An allergy to a useless waste of time and busy work that makes no sense and brings no improvement. We find ourselves in this oasis of no bullshit, we don't care what other people think reproducibility <clears throat> for, some, for, for a simple reason that it has little to do with luck. We simply fled here from the dark lands where bullshit reigned supreme, where the very air was laden with its reek, and where we would not succumb to our allergy in fairly short order, but not before being branded as disagreeable, lazy or hubris prone. We defied the gods of these places, <laughs> <Your> place. <laughs> which was what Hebrews originally meant. And we are a nation of immigrants in our chosen veil of no bullshit. Rejoice then and give, give a thought to neighbours who still suffer and, who re and reach out to them with a good word, a friendly proof of concept or a copy of this fine journal when you feel extra neighbourly. For your allergy to bullshit, your hubris, your impatience and your distaste for busy work may make poor privilege but that is what we've got to share, and share it we shall. Now go in ponage, share your privilege, and help deliver neighbours from bullshit. Pastor Manuel Lafarague. And I'm, Yay, it's hey, over! Oh, God damn we it. Like it. <laughs> we would like to mention that last passage was actually a drinking game. Yeah. Every time we heard the word bullshit, yes. <laughs> I take would a drink. I like to point out that it was decided by our good podcast coordinator, Timothy, that I should read a second passage and that it was the second shortest passage in the book. No, no there was one you were reading the other night that was <laughs> just get the fuck out over and over again. I don't know that was that, but that felt like a page long compared to this one. You can buy these where? No Starch. So you can just order them online? If you're at DEF CON, there are a limited number at the uh, vendor booth, at the No Starch vendor booth. But you can order them online. You can order them online from the uh, yeah. No Starch. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not entirely sure if you, yeah, how many, if they're going to get, keep, I thought, POC will get thought, the fuck out because also. The, so, I guess mm. to explain, if you really have no if you haven't seen these yet, the, like, t what Tim is holding it right now, they're made to look like Bibles. This is the hey. POC or GTFO Bible. Thank you, Pluto. Yeah. Why don't you read this one? Illustrations. The, it, I mean, it has the leatherette cover, the gilded pages, the little ribbon. Looks like a Bible. It looks like a Bible. It was so, feels Bible. like a Bible. So, it's been great walking around with this, like, thumping it on the, on the Vegas Strip, looking like. <laughs> Idiots. Like, I'm, I'm about ready to launch Hackers. into some sort of sermon. You guys have been carrying this on the Strip? Yes. You crazy. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yeah, but, see, you picked a passage that didn't have pictures. See, yes, this might be longer, but it's got a lot more pictures in it. Well, pictures don't really work well on podcasts, Tim. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> but you, you can get the ebook version, uh, I know, definitely. From, well, from no so, but I don't so know if they're going to keep, so, they so, keep and, making this version. I don't know. But I, I thought it was going to switch to yes, like a just collected so, volume. Maybe, right. but all of, all of the previous editions of POC or GTFO are available online. For right. right. So here's, here's what I was going to do. is that If you have actually made it through the end of this podcast, um, and <laughs> just, just tag me at Timothy D. Block and say, I made it through hashtag bird feeder. And... <laughs> 
And we will at the next like Derby Con when we do like another one of these. I will whoever whoever does that does that tweet. I will throw into a raffle, and I will raffle, and I will pick a name on the next like Con podcast, which will very likely be Derby Con. I will pick a name from that, and I will buy you one of these books. Can we tweet because if right you now? if it, yes, you better buy it soon. Hashtag just in case they run out. No, they have no. They have to listen to the entire yeah. podcast. Well, That's yes. why you then, can't tweet it out. Now we also, it's because they have to make it all the way through this hour and a half long. Because um, we were at an so hour. I have and, to wait until we stop. Oh, you can. Yeah. No, oh, you want the book? Ah, yeah. We were at forty-five minutes, and now we're at an hour and a half. Yeah. No, we were at an hour fifteen. We're at about well, an hour and a half. Hour so if you, if you to... have made it through Daniel's readings, that really means that you're really interested in this book. I will yes. buy the book for you in some capacity, whether it's di- we got to figure it out digital or hard copy. We'll figure out how we'll we get it to out. it. Yeah, well, I'll figure it out a- after I draw the name. But, I'll go but, but investigate Tim, it. Now we need to go on for another five minutes to foil all those who would just skip to the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we just do that? So, I have okay. a buffer. Okay. We can add a little bit of oh, a buffer. Do like five minutes of silence. How are you going to edit this thing? I'm not going to. Well, I'll have to listen to it all, but all I'm going to listen for is taking out like little ticks like here and there, or people the banging booming, their phone on the the booming water cannon. <laughs> no, I leave that in. That you mentioned it. So. Or or or, or <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it also depends on yeah. if 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 I people think. Curious what's going on, that's all. What well, if that you're going to bed? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, well it's kinda late, so yeah. <laughs> so, yes. I said I think we're pretty much at a wrap at this point. So one more thing. Oh, oh god. <laughs> that will do it. Hopefully you learned something. Feedback is welcome at Timothy.dblock at gmail.com or on Twitter at Timothy Dblock. Show notes can be found at TimothyDblock.com forward slash e-i-s if you enjoyed the show share it with others and rate it on itunes have a good one